What a feed. Try to get stick on stick, limit those assisting plays. Passes off. There's the cut and a goal. Absolutely mind-blowing. Terrific save. She takes it and scores. They don't make excuses. They keep believing. The woman up, they get the extra possession out of the false start. And there it is. A flamethrower from the stick. They turn. Hi, friends. Hi, oh, everyone. Big yawn for Miss Delaney. It's late for me. Uh, yeah, it's late for me, too. If you all wondered what late was, that would be 10.15. Yeah. I'm old, Ashley. What's your excuse? Actually, you want to know what our excuse is? Ash and I got to see each other this weekend, and let me tell you, I had a freaking blast but I will be tired until next 4th of July. Yeah, it was. Um, whew, wow. I have never. I don't know. Like, this is my I just finished my third year in college. And I feel like I've never, like, stayed up for that amount of hours ever before in my entire life. No, our I I literally came home and my parents were like, Ooh. <laughs> My mom's like, you look tired. And I'm like, that is because I am straight from The Walking Dead right now, a zombie. I am running on less than four hours average every night. Yeah. If that. If that. If that. That was a great night. The only night I got sleep was (laughs) I stayed at Ash's apartment with her roommate, Brooklyn, our other friend. We have multiple other friends, but one of our other friends. And just in case you were wondering, there's more than two of us. The only night I got sleep was the first night I was there and I slept until nine, which was late for me. And it's a, it's a good thing I slept that night. Because little did you know, you would not be sleeping Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday night. No, nope, not even a little bit. Well... Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your time on, um, so I, my bed at school, it has a four inch memory foam mattress pad. She thick. It, she thick. She, it's like sleeping on a cloud. I love it. And Delaney got to experience that all by herself for one whole night. It was so nice. The other nights it was like you, me and Cam or you and me or me and Cam and you on the couch. Me on the couch. It was a whole lot of. A lot of snuggling. Me on the floor. Yeah. Cam on the floor. Cam on the floor. It was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. But sadly, now Delaney is back in her home and I am back in mine and the world is sad again. It's like (laughs) at this point in my life, seeing my college friends is like doing drugs because it's like I get... I get really, really happy and I'm on like this sugar rush high for so long. And then I come home and I'm depressed. Immediate withdrawal. Immediate withdrawal. I'm sad. I can't believe I'm not with them anymore. I question my life for a solid week. And then I'm like, oh, I miss them. But I guess it'll be okay. I guess I can talk to them like over the phone, whatever. (sighs) And then we start planning when to see each other again. 
Exactly. And then I'm like, whoop, can't wait to ride that high again. Woo, baby. Guys, you know what else happened this past week? Guess what happened? We released the first three episodes. Yay, yay. Bow, bow, bow. We also have over 200 followers on Instagram right now. Yes. And listen, I know that doesn't seem like a lot. Imagine, However, imagine having 200 people at your wedding. That's a lot. Yeah. Think about it in wedding terms. Yeah. That's all. That's all you need to think about it as. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of people. So think about exactly. You go to a wedding and they just play our podcast. Forget vows. Just stick, just sticks with chicks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just chicks with sticks. Yep. Yeah. So that is a lot. And thank you to everyone who is following us, who is listening to us. Um, Oh, also for any of my friends, our friends or my friends or your friends, I don't know. We have a lot of come in common and a lot that are separate. And uh, yeah, yeah. right. Every time someone tells me that they're listening, I like cry a little bit. Me too. I can't. I just when when it released and I went on Spotify because that's what I use. Um, I was like, oh my god, it's something, real. Something that I was part of making is on a streaming service. So many. Like yeah, not even just one. Like a lot. Yeah. I just lately i've been having a hard time grasping reality and this didn't help no this was a I mean, it, about existentialism okay don't get me started on my daily existential crisis where i'm just driving in the car and i'm like wait am i real what? be honest am i real right now what's going on Literally. can i drive to the end of the world i mean maybe i mean have you ever tried can i drive off the end of the world so oh we're God, on like in our favorite rocket ship okay. zooming through the sky six um <laughs> yeah so we're on like we're on like real streaming services ladies and gentlemen we're on we're on spotify we're on apple Podcasts. we're on google Podcasts, google play um breaker pocket cast public radio or radio public so yeah we're on like a lot of legit streaming sites and we're also on anchor which is awesome so this is like a real thing this is really happening and it's not helping with my self-awareness of where i am in the world but it's 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 there when i told my parents that we were starting a podcast i don't was it my parents or was it my grandparents i can't remember but one of those pairs was like so what about law school? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why is that so funny to me? Like, what? wow. I appreciate your faith in my ability to start my own, like my start my own That's podcast fun. and get, get big that fast. But like, I I still applied. I still get in. Still got in. Like, but that is breaks. Pump the brakes, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um. Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) uh, 
I wish I'd been there to like experience that. Um, yeah, my um, I don't know if I ever like said anything to my grandparents about it. They probably wouldn't listen to it. They're very supportive. Mm-hmm. Have no idea how to stream it. Yeah, I would say that. Not a clue. My one set of grandparents, maybe. But um, my parents are definitely listening, so that's good. Yeah. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Pete. Yeah. Hi, Sharon. Hi, P- Hi, Robin. Hi, Tickless. So we all refer to my dad as Tickless because he he got this nickname because my parents actually came to well obviously they came to my senior night whatever but they also like they both took the day off from work and came to the last game that I had um that they could watch in person because this past year we got to the playoffs but our playoff game was really far away and like they definitely weren't going to be able to come to that and this other game it was more reasonable for them to come to so my parents and my sister drove down to this game, not knowing if they could have fans or not. Cause you know, this was COVID season and my parents being bound and determined to see me play in person one last time, just snuck right into the stadium and stood on the sidelines. And my father and not, not, <laughs> not snuck in. Like they just walked in, not sure what was going to happen. They knew that once they got there, they were like, oh, they're, we're not allowed to have spectators. Yeah. So they, they zip, Tickless zipped up his jacket and walked right in there. Yeah, because my dad wore our, like, like a t-shirt that had our school name on it. So, like. It was obvious. That they was, stuck they were- out like a sore thumb. Like, they couldn't even lie and say they were supporting someone else on the other team because our school's name was bright, right across of his, right across his chest. So, um. And it was like, I think it was a seven o'clock game too. And it was probably back in, oh, it was back in April because it was around my sister's birthday. And um, after they were asked to leave because they still had to see me play, this school that we were playing at had woods behind the back of it, which my sister proceeded to lead my parents through the woods to stand in this like tall grass area to watch me play out the rest of my game and if that is not dedication i do i don't know what is and then afterwards we all went back to my house and my sister's birthday was the next day so we were having like cake and things for her and all like they kept saying all my dad kept saying was how he didn't have any ticks so he was tickless so now and forever may he be tickless bob like just you can on your own connect the dots on what we all thought he was saying <laughs> which is why it was so funny um but Whoa. yeah now and forever bob is tickless so yeah. we call him tickless bob yep yeah mm-hmm. so if you were wondering that's why that's why he does have a real name bob <laughs> but it's tickless bob so that's tickless bob to you <laughs> mr mr tickless to you sir tickless stop stop okay. oh. but he loves it he loves that he has a funny nickname 
It does. So we have decided that because Delaney and I are anxiety riddled on a daily basis, um, for now, we're going to start releasing episodes once every two weeks and we're going to do them on Thursdays. So, so we gonna skip a week and then post and we're going to try to keep doing the, um, the like teaser posts on a Thursday yeah. to like make you guys think about like what's coming out the next week. Yeah. You know, fun little guessing game. Fun little guessing game. Um, genuinely, when you guys respond to things and then you get the answer right, I'm like, oh, didn't prepare for that. <laughs> literally okay well it's not even it's not like we make them hard no i know but i never just like i don't want to be like yeah but then i'm like maybe oh wow literally put the like the boston college eagle and like number yeah. and i was like if people can't figure this one out yeah this week's this week's was also pretty easy with the, the yeah, but i don't know like gavel. it's gavel right gavel bang bang into the room in the oh i was gonna say in the criminal justice system sexually based offenses are considered especially heinous <laughs> these are their stories you watch svu right oh so you have no idea what i'm doing no but i do i might be the only future lawyer that doesn't watch svu wow okay it's horrible in the sense that it gave, I literally watched that show when I was probably like ten or twelve. Okay, and then and then you want to know why you're anxiety ridden? Okay, well, <laughs> I don't. I didn't ask why. I just said I am. It's because I listen to too many true crime podcasts. Like today, when I was okay, sorry, segue, but tangent. Um, when I was at the nail salon, the nail technician was like, "Oh, like where do you live? Like where are you from?" And I was like, "I can't." Your business. <laughs> like I was, I was literally like, "Oh, I wish everyone could have just seen Ash's face." That might be a good, like, one day when we do, like, videos of us on Zoom. That would be a good thing to do. Yes. Um, like, Ooh. she was like, oh, like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, like, kind of close to here. And she's like, how far? And I was like, oh, well, okay, here's what really sketched me out. Before she asked me that, she said, she said, oh, like, because I was with my mom. And she was like, oh, like, why are you, like, why are you guys getting your nails done? Like, are you going somewhere? And I was like just immediately I was like oh yeah we're going on vacation and she was like she didn't say where she said when when which is like why do you want to rob my house do you want to know when I'll be gone not even like for any specific reason I'm just simply on edge about everyone like anyone who even looks at me for too long I'm like am I on a string board somewhere in their house okay to be fair though this guy who came up to do like shared branching in the bank today he was like he was just like giving me weird vibes and then he was like oh how long have you been here and I was like none of your business I was like uh I'm here well I can be like I'm here I'm there I'm everywhere because I'm a floating teller so like I'm just like well 
here's my first week, but you may never see me again. <laughs> Dracula, what the hell is that? <laughs> you may never see me again. I want to suck your blood. Yeah, that's probably what he wanted to do. This week's topic is all about the NCAA Supreme Court case. And this is extra fun for me because it's law and lacrosse, well, sports, all in one. Yay! I know, I know. Yes, yes, we love it. We love it. Um, This is definitely going to be a more like Delaney Talks I Comment kind of episode. Oh, bless you. Okay, well, I just ruined it because Delaney muted herself and sneezed, but I had to point it out anyway. Um, yeah, so this is definitely going to be more of like a Delaney talks. I interject, I add my comments. Like I did my, I did research, but I simply do not understand malum prohibitum the way that Delaney does. To put it in per- into perspective, I found like the entire write up of the court case online and I sent it to Ash and it's 45 pages long. And I, she was like, just let me know. <laughs> just sum it up for me. Give me just the give me the spark. <gasps> Literally. Oh my God. I was like, I was like a second away from just liking the message. <laughs> I mean, I just was really excited because, like, I know. That's where it is. That's where that's where that's where all the, the info is. It's that's it's all right there. You get the direct quotes. You li- okay. I, know. I know. I know. I'm okay. If I could listen to it, like if someone made it made it into an audiobook or like a podcast, I would listen <laughs> I would listen to it. I simply I and I and I I enjoy reading. I just think that it would be a lot of wait, what did I just read? And then rereading yeah. kind of situation. I mean, have you met me? Like, that's what studying is like for me all the time. Oh, same. <laughs> like, me studying one page for like two hours and then like, well, I'm done now. But like, I genuinely had to put a lot of hard work in to get those two pages. Yes, exactly. It was tough for me. And if anyone wants to know why I'm really nervous about law school in the fall, that's why. <laughs> Apparently, I can't read. <laughs> Probably, I've never been on live television before. Um. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Now that we've gone off on another tangent. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the NCAA Supreme Court case that was decided upon and closed on in June of 2021, June 21st to be exact. But it was actually started all the way back in March. Well, that's when it was brought to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So the plaintiffs in this, all right, okay, sorry. If you don't know what a plaintiff is, it's like the person that files the case, like, or sues. So um, the plaintiff in this case were, they, they were former and current um, student athletes, uh, in the D1 divisions for basketball and football. Um, Basketball was both men and women. Football was men. And it was in the um, football bowl subdivision, um, which is just one of the two main D1 subdivisions in football. So they filed the class action against the NCAA and 
11 D1 conferences challenging the, I'm just, this is a direct quote, current interconnected set of NCAA rules that limit the, limit the compensation that they may receive in exchange for their athletics services. So, and more specifically, um, these athletes basically came at the NCAA's neck for violating the Sherman antitrust laws. Absolutely just squeezing athletes out. You're going to like, you're going to, you're going to play the sport that I put at the school. You're going (laughs) to do it with basically just a little bit of a scholarship here and there. And you're going to shut your mouth about it is kind of sums up what it used to be. You're signing, you're signing your soul to the devil when you join D1 sports for the end. with the devil, baby. Yeah. Sorry. I, if you want to know why we chose D3. (sighs) Okay. Not because I'm bad. (laughs) I could have gone team one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so if you want to know the truth and why I was only D3, mm-hmm. it's actually just because D1 mm-hmm. is signing your soul to Satan himself. So, obviously. I didn't put us on that. Yeah. That's right. So if you're wondering what all that legal jargon was, and more specifically, what the heck the Sherman Antitrust Act is, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to put you on right now. Get you some history. Um, Learn me up. Learn me up. Yeah. So basically the Sherman Antitrust Act um, is like a landmark United States law. It was passed in the, it was passed in the, it might've been 1890 or 1890s. I'm going to go with 1890 though. Someone can fact check me on that. Cause sorry, I, I didn't fact check myself. It outlawed trusts, which is just a group of businesses that merge to form a monopoly on a particular market or a price in that market or employment in that market. Um, and it's basically the, uh, the Sherman Act basically just promotes economic economic fairness and competitiveness so to better regulate interstate commerce that's basically all it is so when you think about it the ncaa is a monopoly on collegiate sports because who else are you going to play for in college they are literally the definition of monopoly yep 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 there is um, simply no other option. You simply aren't going to play if you're not going to play for the NCAA. Bada bing, bada boom. NCAA and don't play. Get, honestly, be in marketing. Be, be in the marketing team for them. Okay. Well, um, so when you look up the NCAA, it is a nonprofit organization. And I think that's what I would like to address first before we get into any more of the any more of the court case. Ashley, how do, do you feel as though the NCAA is a nonprofit organization? I personally do not. <laughs> I personally don't know how that could be possible. Um, 
I don't see how that would be fiscally advantageous for the NCAA. Um, so I would just like to put some big air quotes around nonprofit if we could. Yes. Yes. So um, on the NCAA website itself, it says, as a nonprofit organization, we put our money where our mission is equipping student athletes to succeed on the playing field in the classroom and throughout life. So one, um, I also think that is super interesting because when you look up the NCAA, Okay, I'm not telling everyone that they should use Wikipedia Wikipedia as a search engine, but for a nonprofit, I just think it is super interesting <laughs> because they bring in 995.9 million US dollars in revenue. Simply just I know I'd be having a pea brain sometimes, but that is not adding up in my brain. Right. So um, this is kind of what I have taken from my research because the NCAA themselves doesn't necessarily sell a specific product. um, They are a nonprofit because any profit that they do make goes to the schools in which are their members and their employees. So you're wondering right now, Considering the fact that college athletes, who one would argue are the are apparently the NCAA's mission, how much how much do they get paid, Ashley? Hmm. I'm gonna go with zero dollars and zero cents in their pocket. I will say that. Um, D1 and D2 schools can offer scholarships. Um, however, that simply is covering tuition. And sometimes there are like other things like housing and things in that area. But it's simply living expenses. Yes, it's definitely not money that you can earn and keep and use for something. Right. So the NCAA is. Um, employees, one might argue, the student athletes that make all of that 995 million every year for this for this monopoly make nothing, right? Um, can you just I, I would just like you to guess right now how much you think the presidents of the NCAA make? Like salary, like salary annually. Um, I don't like six figures, like more than that. <laughs> okay, let's say, okay, because you're being a little bit leading, I want to go more, but like my, my gut instinct was like a hundred to 150 grand. Hmm. Okay. How about a milli a milli a milli a milli but four times so four million a year (laughs) that do be what my resources have told me Uh uh-huh so um yeah yep speechless yes 
and there are three presidents. Kim, people are dying. What is happening right now? Four million dollars? That's twelve million dollars. And athletes nothing for the small price (laughs) of my happiness. Quote nonprofit end quote. Um, yeah, so there's that. Um, now this was discussed in the case that I read, like the Supreme Court case. Um, so the, because the players who, um, filed the action against the NCAA and the 11 D1 conferences for, the case of simplicity, we're just going to call it, we're just going to refer to it as the NCAA as a whole because these conferences are um, all part of the NCAA. And if you're wondering, for D1, there are 350 schools and 35 conferences. Um, they challenged the NCAA and these 11 D1 conferences as a whole um, for their violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act because of the fact that student athletes are so unrepresented really in any, in pretty much everything that the end, well, I don't want to say everything, but a lot of the NCAA's rules and regulations makes you question if they are, if they are really an association that is for the athletes. Right. rather than the profit or the making a profit for the schools that are their member schools. Right. Um, for instance, when you think about it, think about how much money football and basketball specifically bring to schools. And to put it into perspective for you, Mar- the March Madness broadcasting contracts were, are about $1.1 billion a year. Yep. No, you, mind you. I know you can't see me, but my mouth is, my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, D1 athletes, especially if you're playing in March Madness, you you get all kinds of special treatment, unless you're a woman. Right. Unless right. you are a woman. Right. Absolutely, of course. Um, if you saw any any of the <laughs> you TikTok in March 2021, you know. You know about it. You know. Thanks, Sedona. You know. Yeah, thanks. We know because of you. Yeah. Um, it's a monstrosity. Um, so yeah, but let's be real. What I mean, obviously, that is that is just a broadcasting contract. That does not even begin to touch ticket sales, anything they get from like ticket sales, merchandise sales, food sales, yeah. literally like uh, j- so many things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it is the student athletes bringing that, that money in are selling that they are the ones selling March Madness. March Madness would not be happening without them. Now, um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Before you say anything, this whole I, I'm probably going to cut this out, but this whole situation is reminding me of like, uh like a person i can't think of what the name is right now but then like 
so like the NCAA is this person, this boss that I'm thinking of, like a mob boss or something. I don't know why my boss is out there. A, bo- a mob boss or something. Park the car and have a yard. And then the schools in the, the division one schools are like the pimps. And then the athletes are like the sex workers. Because we're not making any of that money, but we're doing the work. <laughs> we putting in that work. Putting in the work. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm, I'm I am not going to tell you you're wrong at all. All right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So think about that. And um for the football bowl subdivision, their TV deals are 470 million a year. So, you know, not as much as a billion, but that's still a lot of money. Eh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's just kind of like what I put in my summer home, so. <laughs> That's a joke. I don't have a summer home. And Okay, and so further into perspective, the commissioners of these top conferences get anywhere from $2 million to $5 billion a year for the schools that do the best. And the schools with the top programs in basketball and football, their ADs alone make about a million. And again, so obviously, if you are a D1 athlete, you get a lot. I'm not going to sit here as a D3 athlete and tell you you don't get special treatment because, bestie, if you don't think you do, you're delusional. Because, I mean, Ash and I have said it before in other episodes, um, D3 is much more student athlete. D1, you are an athletic student. Yeah, correct. Correct. You are an athlete who goes to school maybe in his free time, maybe not even. Um, I mean, I had a friend that went to Penn State who told me she tried to make friends with any athlete because they got a separate study guide that had the actual test questions in the study guide for the student athletes because they simply knew that these kids did not have the time to study. I what swear to god and my father's alma mater (laughs) um yeah so that being said now mind you i completely recognize the fact that when you attend higher education you are making the choice to play or to not play a sport however looking at the price of higher education if you are good enough to go to a d1 school where you're probably going to play a sport that you have played your entire life and love to death you would be insane not to i i don't know who could sit here and look me dead in the eye honestly and tell me they wouldn't want to do that i would i would sooner change my major and go to like and play a d1 like at a d1 program and change my major to, i'm not gonna say any majors but change my major to something else then stay in my current major at a d3 level school that's an opportunity that you cannot pass up it sounds horrible you can go to school anytime for the rest of your life mm-hmm. you are not going to play the sport 
that you love for the rest of your life. And that is just how it is. And now that being said, the amount of commitment that any athlete has to put in when they play at the collegiate level is so, it's like having a job, especially when you are at the D1 level. Yeah. And you are you are playing in March Madness and like televised tournaments. I'm yeah. sorry. You're telling me like these people have time to study for finals when they have practice, flight, maybe sleep, probably a lift, another practice, um, recovery day, film. We talked about it in one of our episodes before. They watched 20 hours of extra film on uh charlotte north one for one one player one player one game. game that is a part-time job in and of itself and you do not have time as a student athlete i hardly had time for a job as a d3 athlete oh absolutely not with school and it's so hard to explain to people who have not been in that position um trying to fit your schedules you not only your school schedule around work and now you have a practice and lift schedule and maybe even film schedule and then a game schedule around school and work when are you gonna work in your sleep sleepwalking yeah like I definitely have I think honestly I think that's the biggest reason that I haven't like I that I don't usually have a job during school like a like a a job that I go to like consistently yeah like not just on breaks or whatever because I don't even want to like I barely wanted to explain to my summer job employer that I have two vacations to go on throughout the summer let alone yeah. I have practice this day I have lift that same day I have a game in two days I can work two hours here, three hours here, four hours here. Like they don't get it. (laughs) No, they don't. And anyone who's like, and it's like the stress level, trying to explain that to someone who did not, was not a student athlete. Like I, okay. I totally get it. Like you are stressed about school and stuff. And I get it. There are super hard majors and I didn't have the hardest major. I I think every major is difficult in its own way, but now add a sports season on top of that it's a huge like it's just it is a lot to ask of someone for free for free because i would i would argue that a lot of a lot of student athletes at the collegiate division one level are they're not just playing they're not always just playing sports because they want to. I would argue that a decent amount of athletes are playing sports because they have to, because that's how they're going to get scholarships. Yeah. 100%. And then you're asking them to jeopardize now. Now you're asking them to jeopardize their education and time. You cannot look at me and tell, tell me that any of them can have an internship not even during the summer a lot of times because they're still training and practicing during the summer a lot. Like it just doesn't happen. Now you're jeopardizing their future. It is a, it is a vicious cycle where if you fall behind in school, you yeah. can't 
You can't practice. You can't play. You can't practice. Yep. You can't play. You're not earning your scholarship. And if you don't have your scholarship, you're not going to school. Exactly. So and that is a really big problem. And you know what? The Supreme Court recognized that. And it has been upheld. Um, so when this originally when this originally went to the courts, so the NCAA argued that further compensation um, of athletes would jeopardize the idea that collegiate athletes are amateurs. They wouldn't be re- able to retain their amateur status. Yeah, I heard I, yeah. that came up a lot in the research that I was doing. Yeah. Which, who cares? I'm sorry. I just don't understand why if a collegiate athlete is doing the same amount of work as a professional athlete on top of school, that's more impressive to me. That is incredibly more impressive to me than getting paid millions of dollars for just playing a sport. And I love sports. I love sports. And I think that professional athletes should get paid a decent amount of money, but not anywhere near as much as they're getting paid to not pay collegiate athletes. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't even get me started on that because we forms. Um, let me just make this short and sweet. Everyone who complains about, um, people who are famous celebrities, athletes, um, and professional athletes being paid too much it's all of our fault it's our fault we feed into it we watch it it is basic supply and demand people how many people want to watch those sports how many people watch that reality tv show on the weekly and care about whether kim k wipes her ass with her left hand or her right hand good for her if i could get people to care about that and get paid for it why not? But we did that to ourselves. Because Kim Kardashian lives in California, she can do that law office study program yeah. where she doesn't actually have to go to law school. And all she has to do is like have like an internship and you like have like a judge who like oversees your um it's basically like real world um experience kind of and then you you prepare yourself basically to take the bar and if you pass the bar you can become a lawyer without attending law school but really only like I think I read that like six percent of people like pass that because okay sorry hot take you should go to law school if you want to be a lawyer I'm not gonna hire you if you didn't go to law school if you didn't go to law school you should not be a lawyer sorry I was going to say sue me, but he's closed. <laughs> Court adjourned. Insert gavel noise right here. So the courts agreed uh, that the NCAA um, has a monopoly basically on the student athlete market. Like we literally can't play if we're not playing for them. And um it, they are capable of and are actively depressing wages below competitive levels for student athletes and thereby like restricting um, 
student athletes quality and quantity of labor which basically means like they're not allowing so the NCAA is restricting growth of the student athlete market by putting caps on how the how student athletes can be rewarded for their success yes by marketing themselves and growing their own brand yeah exactly so not only that but um they're hurting um, colleges and universities almost because they're not allowed to market their school more and do more to try and get these quote unquote employees, student athletes to play for their brand as well. Um, So the NCAA um, argued that because of its quote unquote joint venture among um, its members, aka its colleges and universities that need to collaborate, they are unique. And basically the courts were like, that is just some BS. Pack it up. <laughs> um, they were like, uh, no. So what the courts decided was that this is in violation of the Sherman Act and they will uphold the limits on how undergrad athletic scholarships themselves can be offered to student athletes. However, um, but that that is based on athletic performance. So say like someone is a better player than someone else. So they're going to get more money, right? Um, They don't want that gap to get any larger than it already is. Um, Which I don't know how to feel about that because if you are a better athlete, why wouldn't it make sense for you to get paid more? Like if I was the star player and I'm getting like a, it makes sense for me to get a better scholarship than the guy who rides left bench. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, So like, I don't know if I totally agree with that. But I would also say that I would also say that there are different, I think as with any employment opportunity, I would say that there's different, um, things that feed into how much you're getting paid so like I was listening to this podcast called pick six podcast and they kind of did a review of the whole um court case and like the decisions that were made and they were kind of saying that like another big thing that could play into um how big of a scholarship an athlete is getting is their social media presence so if they are drawing a lot of attention to a school regardless of how good of an athlete they are if they're drawing a lot of attention to the school and they're using like um different insights and analytics that they can see like how many times people are clicking on their links or their posts or like who's liking their their posts or whatever like I think that could also serve as a a reason to be paid more than someone who isn't bringing in as much revenue or fresh eyes to a different school. Right. And to put it into perspective, student athletes could not take any type of endorsement. Like from what I have understood, I mean, obviously this has never been a problem for me, but, um, you could not even like say 
like you had a viral TikTok and someone was like, oh, wow, I really like that. And it had, uh, I don't know, let's just say like a Brian lacrosse stick in it. And they were like, can you make more of these? Even though it doesn't really have to do with like, okay, I guess it maybe really had had kind of something to do with your sport, but like you just couldn't be like endorsed. You couldn't make money off of anything that was yours. Like if you were in contract with the NCAA, everything that you were doing is to benefit them, to benefit their brand, to make money for them, not for yourself. And they're already kind of jeopardizing your future a little bit. Um, at least your like employment future, I guess one would say, an educational future, because um, I guess like your name isn't everything. Like you still need qualifications for things. And down the road, like your three pointer in March Madness is not is probably not going to get you a job as a mathematician. I don't know why I chose mathematician, but yeah, I mean, if you're if you are a incredible athlete and a subpar student, that's great for your scholarship, that's great for your your college situation. I mean, besides the fact that you're probably getting bad grades, um However, employers, again, are not going to look at how well you did in your senior season like that. They don't care about that. If anything, they would look at maybe if you won like a sportsmanship award or if you you oh, they're a team player. They know how they've been on a team. They know how to work with other people. Fine. They don't care about your stats. They care about your GPA. They don't care about your stats. And so the NCAA was jeopardizing that. Yeah. And so now there's a little bit more improvement. It's a step in the right direction. Yeah. One small step. <laughs> Apparently that was misquoted. Yeah, I have also heard that. It's one but I also step. misquote a lot of things, so I yeah. might have just heard it wrong. I think it's just one small step for a man, not one small step, which... Makes me feel better. Oh, I was okay. I was gonna say it seems a little bit more conceited to me <laughs> because, like, oh, well, one small step for mankind, yeah. So, one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. Like, he didn't say, like, I always thought it was one small step for man one giant leap for mankind but i think it's one small step for a man which okay i guess does make more sense Mm -hmm. also it's just an a like i don't know why it's that big a deal it's not like a mandela effect they're insane bears if you don't know how do you spell wait how would you say it normally bernstein is that not how you said it bernstein okay but you said steen not stain like how would you spell spell Berenstein or Bernstein? Bro, I can guess. hardly just spell. Just guess. Don't look it up. Gotta get, no, I have to like pretend to write it down. B-E-R-S-T-I-E-N. Okay. Or E-I-N. I don't know. It is spelled B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. 
Berenstain. There's an A? It's yeah, that's the Mandela effect. That everyone everyone thought it was Berenstain Bears, but it's Berenstain Bears. You literally just said the same thing twice. Berenstain S T E I N Berenstain. I'm not talking about the first part. Steen and stain. Okay. I'm also really confused on how you're saying the first part, though. Because it's like bear. It's spelled like burr, but it's said like bear because they're bears. Was there a TV show? Can I look this up somewhere? Well, I'm looking up the pronunciation. Berenstain <laughs> bears. Berenstain bears. Okay. Also, I hate to break it to you, but that's Google. Have her say something else. Because I do remember this vividly. It's not the Berenstain Bears. It's actually called the Berenstain Bears. So either a huge. So okay, the the point that I'm trying to make is, even though it's spelled Burr N Stain, it's pronounced like bear, like because they're bears, Berenstain. But the point that the rest of the world is trying to make (laughs) is that everyone thought it was Berenstein because that flows. Berenstein, but it's Berenstein. How do you think the author that wrote those was just like his entire or their, I don't know. I want to assume. I think it's a he. Um, But like the whole time they're just like, it's, and then people are like, the bear, I don't even know how to say it. I don't know how to say it either you of those what? other ways. You know what? It's probably generating buzz and it brings us all back to money. Stanley Melvin Berenstain. Oh, his name is Berenstain. So not only were we pronouncing Billy. Oh, we were going two different directions. Okay. Born and raised on the playgrounds where we spend most of my days. Will I almost said Will Ferrell. Will Smith, if you want to come on the podcast, we will. He's a great motivational speaker. If you want to come on the podcast, I would love to hear that. But yeah. The Supreme Court's have made some big moves. Shmoney moves, literally for student athletes. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing. I mean if you follow Barstool Sports on Instagram, you will see that they have been... Hey, Dave. Huh? I said, hey, Dave. Hey, Dave, yeah. Um, they have been posting almost every day multiple, like, multiple slides of pictures of the athletes that they're... Um, I don't want to use the word signing. I would say um, sponsoring. Yes, okay. Yeah, the athletes that they're sponsoring... Um, and supporting financially to be able to grow their own brand and represent their own brand. And I think that's great because I, okay, so there's like at least 30 and like, I, like, I can't even imagine what they're like, how, like what they're paying them or what their, their contract looks like or anything like that. But 30 athletes, that's a lot. That's like more than a team. Well, more than like some teams but I think I think that's great I think that barstool sports I wouldn't I definitely would not call them a monopoly but they're definitely the highest ranking um sports platform 
whether that be for podcasts or now sponsoring sponsorships or athlete recognition or whatever. I think that it's great that Dave is really putting it out there. So with all of that being said, um, I don't know if it'll be the exact next episode or a couple down the road, but we don't want this episode to be the end of the conversation on this topic. Obviously, there's still going to be a lot to come in the future with this, and we really want to know what you guys think. What do, do you, have you always thought student athletes should be paid? Um, how does this change your opinion on playing college sports um if for the better or for the worse um if based on anything that we said earlier today what are some things that you're excited about and how do you think this changes the world of sports um do you think this makes collegiate athletes no longer amateur what is your definition of amateur we just want to hear what you have to say so please email us uh chicks with sticks podcast at gmail.com or feel free to send us a dm on instagram um also chicks with sticks podcast um but yeah please just keep listening keep interacting we really want to talk more about this and to you guys in general so we'd love to hear what you have to say so we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please um, continue to interact with us. Please also, it would be super, super helpful if you guys could rate and review our podcast on whatever streaming service you listen on. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your grandparents if they know how to find a streaming service, tell your dog. Well, thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the flip side. We will. Bye. Bye.